Welcome to the Monthly Movie Dispatch, the movie review show from friends that you can trust. Every week we broadcast a review of a new film, talk about some film news or other relevant topics, and recommend what to watch. We've been talking, critiquing, and gushing over films and movies since we were in high school. Trust me, we're far past high school now, and we aim to bring you honest conversation about relevant cinema. I'm Nick Moffat, and I'm here with my good buddy, Sean Bowlby. Hello. And today, we're going to be talking about A Quiet Place Part 2. No colon. Right, Sean? No no colon and Roman numeral 2. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, just for any of you taking notes out there. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this film uh, was supposed to come out in 2020. Uh, funny enough, it actually had, like, a whole, like carpet of uh premieres like mm-hmm. it had that red hole had the whole red carpet experience um john krasinski and emily blunt they did the full-on press tour yep they uh did the junkets and all of that and then covid came along and all the theaters got shut down i believe it was um, days before the movie released right they were they were right. advertising and and uh promoting it up until about three days before the movie was supposed to release uh and then they pulled it so it was yeah. probably the last movie that would, or the first movie that was canceled, I guess, for the... Yeah, yeah, I don't know 100%, but that does sound right. Yeah, it was probably the first movie that just yeah got delayed. To, to leave um, theaters. Yeah, yeah. Or the first or the... one that was truly impacted. Yeah. Um, but uh, just before we get into the review of the movie, uh, we want to talk about the box office a little bit. Just because, yeah, I mean, the box office came out str- pretty strong with this movie. You know, mm-hmm. it, like like we said before, it was supposed to come out in March 2020 mm-hmm. and maybe early April. I, I can't remember exactly, but it was scheduled, not scheduled, but it was expected to make uh, around $60 million. And since yeah. then, obviously, all the theaters were shut down. Um they kind of came back last summer a little bit, like Tenet and a few others hit the theaters, but made very little money. Um, since then, you know, the vaccinations come along, a lot more people are going to the movies, but uh, even then, um, it's been kind of slow. And this movie, um, over the course of Memorial Day weekend, made $58 million. So that's just under what it was originally supposed mm-hmm. to make back in 2020. Yeah, so it's impressive. That, I mean, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and uh, that like I wanted to say that's more than Tenant's entire run. Uh, yeah. Another movie that was like supposed to make like over a hundred billion dollars. Yeah, and maybe even opening weekend. I'm not sure what the expected gross was on that, but mm-hmm. you know, Nolan movies typically make a hell of a lot of money, and yeah, it's like it's Which... looking good considering that uh, Quiet Place came out uh, and just it's an opening weekend made almost sixty million dollars. Yeah. Which I'm still hoping for a tenant uh, re-release as well. Hopefully they can get that out. <clears throat> I'd love to see that movie in theaters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the rest of the year is gonna be packed, though. I mean, yeah, we'll see if they the do that. But I, I have you heard rumblings about that? I've, I've, I, yeah. I think. Um, I mean, ever since it came out, they there's been talk of people wanting it to be re-released after the pandemic and. Uh, yeah. 
because it was kind of the only uh, movie in theaters for a while there uh you know it was yeah i mean it had a long run Uh it was like it had a good like six month run yeah but hardly any theaters are actually open to show it Mm -hmm. yeah poor guy little tenant over there yep not poor poor christopher yeah i mean i don't really feel too bad for christopher nolan he he could have he could have waited you Uh know he could have waited yeah like uh poor little baby uh, john krasinski yep john krasinski i don't know i don't know if it was his decision but true but tenant was nolan's decision that's kind of you know why i don't feel too bad for him because he Uh was like i'm gonna save movie theaters Uh with my movie tenant (laughs) and then it was like "Eh," with the crowd Uh critically you know yeah i I wonder if it was like the dark knight or something if it would have brought people to the theaters more or if people generally were not ready to go back i mean i I wasn't ready to go back and i'm fully vaccinated now yeah so i I feel ready to go back if i recall when it uh, originally released it wasn't uh even available in washington state because movie theaters were completely shut down at best you could see it in a drive-through or a drive up or a drive-in movie theater drive in drive through yep drive through. that'd be a weird experience watching it through the drive in Mm -hmm. drive through Mm-hmm. but yeah dude um yeah it's i mean really... you've been going to the movies for a while this was my first like new movie back uh-huh. yep and it felt great i mean it was it was fun i had uh i had a blast mm-hmm. went with a couple friends and um you know i still wore my mask whole time even though i'm still I, mm-hmm. even though i'm vaccinated you know i ate a little bit of candy but mm-hmm. um it still feels kind of weird being around people in a you know small room. Yeah, definitely. But um, this was the first movie I saw with my wife, um, and it was her first uh, movie in theaters. So that was nice. Besides that, we besides, just um, besides back then. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. The first new one Which... that she saw in theaters. Yes. Which we saw for my birthday, if anyone's mm-hmm. wondering why I said so that, fun. and I know that. That was so fun. Yeah, good times, mm-hmm. good times. Um, so, what do you think? Do you think Do you think movies are back? Do you think people are, like, back going to the movies? People are going to be getting excited about it again? Um, I think, I'm sure on some level, this movie probably would have done better or could have done better if we were, you know, maybe if it had uh, waited a month um, or so. Uh, if more people were vaccinated, if there weren't like those, the limitations on, I think theaters are still at, I don't know what, 25% or, or there's still limitations on how many people can, can be in the theater. Um, so I'm sure on some level that it could have done better. Um, and, but it, it definitely gives me hope. Um, I, personally had suspected that people have been chomping at the bit to get the hell out and start doing things again. And, um, a big, you know, big release like this is perfect for, for that, um, for that purpose. And yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it's only going to get better from here. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think people are still kind of being picky a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think it's kind of, I think there's a couple of things that are still happening. I think a lot of people still don't realize that movies are open. You know, mm-hmm. I was getting my haircut over the weekend and I mentioned to the lady, I was going to see this movie and she was like, Oh wow. Movies still exist. Uh-huh. I thought 
they all went out of business or yeah. they were going to or they still were you yeah. know like she did just had no idea and then you know that's fine she's just not a movie person but you know i think there might be a lot of people in the general public who just are like you know not even thinking about movies or mm -hmm. aware that they may or may not be coming back or whatever you know and i think that you need movies to kind of like build up buzz a little bit yeah and i think you know people might be a little picky and choosy like you know last week we reviewed um was that last week where me and you reviewed uh um what was that movie uh those who wish me dead yeah was that last week or was no no me and you before? did it two weeks ago Derek yeah. and brandon did uh, army of the dead last yep. week yep that's but great. But, uh, you know, that movie was like, you know, kind of just meh. I mean, uh -huh. it, it, yeah. I enjoyed watching it. I watched it at home. You watched in the theater. And mm -hmm. for me, it was like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to go to the theater for this. Yeah, I'm fully vaccinated, but still, I just uh, I yeah. just don't feel ready, blah, blah, uh -huh. blah. And I mean, I love going to the movies. It just didn't feel like that was the one that I was ready to like, uh -huh. I don't know, jump you back You wanted in it for. to be something special. Kind of, mm -hmm. yeah, you know. And I kind of think that, I mean, I'm just, maybe I'm just projecting, but I kind of feel like the American public might be doing the same thing a little bit. Not not being as picky as me, but maybe, like, you need a little incentive to, like, get back, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, a movie that's a big tentpole or a big theater experience or something yeah. that's, like, really, like, going to draw you in. And then you're like, oh, there's other ones that are coming out. Yeah. You, you see all the trailers and, and you get excited for other ones. I wonder... Uh, I just had a thought. Is this the first movie? Because there's been some other bigger movies that have released in theaters, but is this the first one that has released ex exclusively in theaters and not on any streaming service um, at the same time? Um, if you, off the top well, of your head, do you do you recall one? I I have the I have the like top ten blockbuster list here of the year so far. Okay. And um, I think the other big one that um, is in the top 10 but did not make much money was Spiral, you know, the, the Saw movie. Okay. But, you know, that had Chris Rock in it, who's not necessarily a bankable star, and it's it's Saw. You know, that's going to be that's gonna be a niche audience, right? Uh -huh. I mean, uh, Demon Slayer, that anime movie, yeah. uh, made $21 million, mm. um, which seems pretty good. Um, you know. I mean, uh, King Kong made quite a bit of money. Um, yeah, King Kong made forty eight. Yeah, that was run HBO as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it, it's looking like Quiet Place might have been that first, yeah, truly like big blockbuster. And I don't even know if this is like a big blockbuster. I do think this is like a theater experience uh -huh. type movie, though. It's the biggest blockbuster in a year for sure. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is like I kind of think like. Godzilla vs. King Kong is more of like the blockbuster yeah, blockbuster. Yeah. I mean, know, it's, it's as far as how much it is um, busting the block. Sure. Um, I think I think the first real test is going to be Space Jam. You know, like, yeah, like who's going to who's going to go see Space Jam? Mm -hmm. You know, that's coming out. Of course, that one's going to be HBO, too. So maybe that's not the first true test. But, you know, like I'm wondering, like these movies that are going to come out that people are going to be interested in, but aren't going to be necessarily big critic movies. And mm -hmm. you could watch at home. Like, are people going to, like, go out to the theater for Space Jam? Yeah, it's also um when does that when does that come out? Do you know off the top of your head? 
Space Jam 2. Um, I'm trying to look it up. It's that's Jul- mid July, so I mm-hmm. wonder if um, if it's going to be if it might be hurt by kids being not being vaccinated um, as you know as commonly vaccinated as adults. Um, sure, it being sure, a family a movie, too. and but mid July, that's that's a ways away. So yeah. Maybe and then the, the other big one is Fast and the Furious, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we're all expecting that to make a lot of money. But will it make all the money like mm-hmm. it's supposed to? Yeah. Is it going to open to $100 million? Like it definitely would in a different year. Yeah. So I think I guess Fast and Furious is another big test. Tickets went on sale today for that one. And yeah. I had multiple people texting me about <laughs> about buying tickets though yeah. for it. So nice. I mean, one of them was Derek. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to be back at the movies. Yeah, um, for sure. I think I got to re-up that A-list. I was trying to decide if I should do A-list or the Regal one. Uh-huh. Because I have two you... Regal theaters closer to my house. Yeah, that's true. I like the AMC theater more. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to go back to AMC. And you're not too far away from uh, Linwood. No, it's really not too bad. I mean, you know, it's it's 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I'm sure the I think the Everett Mall has uh, don't they have an IMAX screen there? They the have Regal? what they call RPX. OK, but it's definitely not yeah. as nice. And yeah. just the experience of going to that theater isn't as nice either. You know, mm-hmm. not it's not terrible. It's just uh, there's something about Regal that just kind of rubs me a little weird. I, I'm not sure why. But, yeah, uh, I feel like they're not. Um, they're not a, as interested in investing in the new, the, the better seats and keeping it, you know, making sure at least a couple theaters have the recliners and, and, uh, the better screens, the IMAXs. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be subscribing to something. I should subscribe to the product that I like more, not yeah. just the convenient product. Yeah. So I'll probably go back to A-list if I do that at all. But I you could jump back and forth too. There's no, you know, it's like any subscription service. How often do you do you? How often do you start up a subscription service and cancel it the same month? Uh, from what I understand, it's kind of hard to cancel A-list. Really? Have you ever tried? No, actually, I haven't. I think it's kind of difficult, but all right, we can get that later. So you ready to talk about Quiet Place Part 2? I think so. Should we we get into it? Yeah. Let's jump in. Okay. All right. All right. So reading the Quiet Place Part 2, directed by John Krasinski, Jim Halpert. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Stars Emily Blunt, Cillian Murphy, and Lucent Simmons. Um, Following the plot description, following the events at their home, the Abbott family now face the terrors of the outside world. Forced to venture into the unknown, they realize the creatures that hunt by the sound are not the only threats lurking beyond the sand path. And this is available in theaters. That's where it's available right now. Mm-hmm. Um, not great plot description. No, not, not terrible. I don't know but how much that necessarily applies? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't think that like there were there were other people they bumped into, but I didn't mm-hmm. think that was the big enough biggest part yeah. of it. No, definitely not. Um, it's more about them trying to defeat um, the the bad guys, you know, the aliens, the big bads. Um, they, and you know, slight spoilers from the first movie, but by the end of the first movie, they kind of develop um, 
uh, uh, actual defense against the aliens. Mm-hmm. This is the movie where if they make any sound, that's what attracts the aliens. So if Ali- they're silent, the aliens hunt by sound. Yeah. So if they're yeah. if they're quiet, if they're not moving, if they're just standing still, then um, the aliens don't see them. But if they make any noise at all, then the aliens come running and attack them. And they, you know, again, I split for the first movie, but they realize that um, the the feedback from like stereos or uh, specifically uh, with cochlear implants. Um, one of the characters in the movie has um, cochlear implants. She she's like deaf, and so she has the little audio devices in her ears. Um, that causes feedback, and then that like kind of ruptures their brain uh, and shakes shakes their skull, and um, then they're easier to shoot in the head, and then their heads mm-hmm. blow up. Well, yeah, um, I think they're uh, they have like a, a protective uh, yeah shell or armor around them, and then it opens up. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like uh, yeah, it's it opens up, and then they can get shot into the weaker part of their mm-hmm. anatomy. Um. So then in this movie, you know, just giving a little bit more uh, plot description in this movie, they find like a, a radio signal. That's like a song that's on repeat. And they realize that if they can get to that, that radio, they can play the feedback over mm-hmm. the radio and then the aliens will hear it and their skulls will be ruptured. And then that's a way that they could globally or at least locally help other people other than just themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, is funny to me because that's also how they defeat the aliens in Mars attacks. So uh, <laughs> that is um, true. You know, that's uh, one of my favorite alien movies. Um, but, uh, and you know, that was a joke and that was with yodeling, I think, but mm-hmm. still, still it's common thread. Another common thread, too, is that they don't like water in this movie. And that's also uh, just like Signs, another uh-huh. alien movie that I like. Yeah. Um, but I really like alien movies, Sean. Mm. I don't know how you feel about alien movies, but I'm yeah. a big fan of alien movies. I like them. You know, um, there's those two I just mentioned. Um, obviously, there's other classics like there's E.T. and Independence alien. Day and all that. Alien, obviously, Aliens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, uh, there's there's a slew of alien movies, and uh, mm-hmm. Close you know, I watched one. And... Close Encounters, of course, of course. Um, I watched one last year that um, I really loved called uh, Fire in the Sky, and it's okay. um, pretty low budget, and it was more about like the town, like someone in their small town gets abducted, and it's more about the small town not really believing anyone that this guy actually got abducted. Mm-hmm. And then there's like one scene of like pure terror and body horror. And it's like super fucked up. Hmm. Um, really, really love that movie. Nice. Um, but you know, that movie does some like cool effects in the sky. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just was thinking about that one because this one had a really strong opening scene, you know, mm-hmm. just to, I-, I wanted to bring up the opening because it was, a flashback before the aliens showed up, you know, it starts out in the town and the town is super quiet and you're like, okay, it doesn't look destroyed yet. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, they go end up the whole town's like at a local baseball game or something. And then they're all playing. And then you can see like something coming out of the sky. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like, like slow. A... It's flying down. It looks like a meteor, but it's moving yeah. really slow. 
And everyone's like, what the hell is that? And everyone kind of just starts leaving mm-hmm. and going to their cars. So they're just like, okay, we need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, shit goes down, you know, uh, the aliens just start running and just attacking people. And it's a really captivating opening scene. Yeah, for sure. There's some really great one shot, single shot, uh, sequences that, um, yeah, that look really cool from inside the car, driving around, then pulls out of the car and follows John Krasinski around for yeah. It's, it's some there's some right. really I mean, cool there's stuff that, going on. It's there's really that scene intense. where Emily Blunt's there's that part there's that long shot where Emily Blunt's driving, and then mm. there's like a bus that's hanging toward her, yeah. and she starts driving backwards, and the bus is like not slowing down, and then the alien starts climbing out of the front of the yeah. bus and jumps on their car, and it's like, mm-hmm. man, it's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, I didn't mean to go on such a tangent. I just, I just really like that opening. Yeah, for sure. And it was very strong. I like opening. how the movie starts. Uh huh. So, um, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I thought it was pretty great. I thought mm-hmm. the tension was superb. Yeah. You know, they, they got me, you know, I, uh, I was on the edge of my seat. Um, I think they used a few shortcuts plot wise, mm-hmm. but, uh, for the most part, I was I was invested. I was right there, uh, you know, very nervous about what was happening. And, um, you know, I think we can get more into it. But I, I liked what they did with the story. I liked how they expanded the the universe a little bit. I thought they provided some insight on to, I don't know, some of the criticisms from the first movie. You know, there was, you know, something I remember with the first one was they went to a waterfall at some point and people were like, why didn't they just hang out by the waterfall the whole time? You know, they should just built a house over there. And it's like, I think that those aliens attacked so quickly mm-hmm. and were so damaging so fast that everything was just survival mode. Yeah. How are and, you going to build a house? Right. Build a structure that can, you know, house all your stuff and that sure. you can actually yeah. live in without, making any noise <clears throat> yeah yeah and that's that's what i um that's i, I thought that opening scene really set the table for how quickly things mm-hmm. went to hell yeah you know and um you know i i just i i just really really love this movie i i i i just yeah i had a great time with it mm-hmm. um i thought it was like they it was a little bit different from the first you know like they uh I thought one of the things with the first movie was the the emphasis of being quiet. Mm-hmm. It was like the, that movie was so quiet that if you made any noise in the theater, you felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Or at least if anyone else made noises in the theater, you were like, "Shut the fuck up! You're gonna kill us," uh-huh. you know. And <laughs> and uh, I didn't think this movie like relied on that as much. Like I didn't really get the sense that it was like. You know, I got the sense that they needed to be quiet, but it wasn't like as visceral of a experience to yeah. uh, be in the you know pitch quiet. I was gonna say pitch black, but it's that's that's black box. Yeah, um, what would you call it? Like the the, <laughs> the utter silence. Yeah, for sure. I wonder the is that because, so I I uh, saw this movie or the first movie in theaters back when it came out. I don't think I've seen it since. So I'm a little fuzzy on, on really, I pretty much remember the whole movie and everything, but I, I don't really remember uh, specifics like how it made me feel like how the, the silence made me feel. 
Um, so I, I wonder, is it because you, you're just kind of used to it? Maybe we already went through that in the first one, or you really think they did something different in this one? Um, I think they were doing one. something different a little bit. I okay. think they weren't relying on that as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there they, were more scenes in this movie where they were in kind of a safe spot. That's where true. They yeah, that's definitely true. Plans and yeah, and do stuff like. That. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you yeah. could be right, you know, um, but I just felt like that first one really was like yeah, the it... emphasis on like you have to be quiet. Yeah, and this one at least, like at the very least, they had a defense. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if an alien was running at them, they could fight back. Mm-hmm. True, not all the time because it's like you had to like get the stereo out and like turn it on and all that. Yeah, like it was a, like a three step process, uh-huh. but. I still, I just got the sense that that wasn't as, I mean, one of the main kids, one, one of the kids in the movie, like very early on steps in like a bear trap and he is just screaming like mm. bloody murder. Yeah. And I got the sense like right there that it's like, okay, like that was things aren't so as intense, you uh-huh. know, things aren't as not intense, but it's like, yeah, in the first movie, you got the sense that like, if you like stepped on a stick the wrong way, mm-hmm. they'd come running. That's true. Yeah. But I, I'm not even saying this as a detriment to the movie. I think it just, they, it just, it just didn't seem like they relied on that as much. Yeah. And, um, maybe even know, for the better. I, I don't, um, Maybe the movie, it's a good thing that they kind of moved on a bit from that and um, rather than just kind of rehashing. That's one thing that I really appreciated about this movie. I really didn't feel like they were, <clears throat> they wasted any time rehashing stuff from the first movie. Um, yeah. And yeah, I thought I thought most of the dynamics of this movie were, were pretty different and that's, that's probably another example of um, how the the silence of the movie was still very important, but it wasn't as heavily reliant on that in this movie as it was in the first movie. Yeah, so yeah, that, I, I agree and, completely that and that's I didn't such think a, that this was such usually a narrow a, trail to walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of going and, too far versus not, you know, you know too, going too far away from the original um, versus you know just rehashing the original is. They, I thought they walked that line really well. Yeah, I agree. I, I didn't, you know, most of the time sequels fall into the trap of sequels mm-hmm. of either having to rehash or redo plot points or just, you know, do mm-hmm. do the same things. And I really felt like this one built upon it. Like it did the right things a sequel's supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what else were your initial thoughts? What else did you think? So. One thing I wanted to to mention and even ask you about, because you're more familiar with horror, I've I've been thinking about this movie and also, also the first one about how it's um it's uh fallen into the or it, it exists in this really interesting, great uh little not niche but <clears throat> little area of horror that I don't th- I can't really think of any horror movies um, that really fall into it where it's like, it's like this perfect mixture of it's not scary. It's not that scary. The monsters aren't really all that scary, but it's like, it relies so heavily on tension and, and uh, action 
are it's too it's not it, it's not an action horror i would i don't think i would go that far but it's it's relying and and um you know leaning heavily on those two things as opposed to so many other horror movies it feels like you're it's all about the the really the horror it's about the scares it's about that uncomfortable terror that the movie is trying to make you feel and i think this movie um and i think that it's probably why this movie is so successful or these movies are so successful um is that they don't really rely on that heavily um there's a little bit of that and i'm sure for some people it's a little bit scary but i i don't think that um you know i i can't think of anyone that i would um not recommend this movie to because they aren't into scary movies you know like there's no there's no real body horror there's no there's no gore that and it's not like horrible horrifying imagery in your face or um you know the subject matter isn't too scary it's you're not it's not going to keep you up at night um so yeah i just i and then like also the action and the heavy tension is what makes this movie so successful and i really can't think of any movie off the top of my head um that really fit into that little little section of horror movies the only one i can really think of is the original terminator where it's high tension um but it is still a horror um but also some action and anyways that's that's one thing one that kind of comes in into mind but how, what do you think do you think uh so I think it is just pretty first Terminator like uh, earlier this week nice. and the second one and the third one. I watched uh, the first, I watched the three Terminator movies nice. uh, this, this week. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that this one, um, I think what you're kind of describing is like a thriller, right? I mean, but it's not, like, it is a horror. It's definitely a horror horror. Um, and, but it's like, it, I don't know. It just, it is a horror, but it doesn't like, uh, rely on that scary the scary stuff that pushes some people away is is i think the 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 interesting thing that this movie that that little little area of horror that um not too many movies really really uh exist in um but anyways i i think it's that was just something i've been thinking about um and i i think that's why it's so successful um and this movie is it it doubles down on that and it, it exists there really well um, as well as the first one. Um, yeah. I, I think this movie is super intense. I think it finds a lot of really interesting and fun things um, to build up the tension um, with, like you mentioned the bear trap earlier, that was like, you know, there's, there's some really great shocking moments of this movie um, and that is certainly one of them. Um, and it just like it it amplifies that 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 tension. Um, it just ratchets it up at, at every he he finds really great ways to ratchet up the tension um, at every level of this movie. Um, just, you know, is having an aliens invading isn't um, if that's not intense enough 
now there's a pregnant lady giving birth, you know, and it's from the first one. Yeah. This one, now the kid gets stuck in a bear trap. And so, yeah, there's, um, and yeah, it's always, it's always something, something new. It's always every, it seems like it's, it's constantly just being unexpected. Um, and I, I, I think this movie has does some really great things like with particularly with um, the, the way that it edits it's um, several of its scenes um, and the way it like cuts between scenes with rising tension and um, you know, as, as kind of different, different. And actually I guess the, the first movie kind of did it as did similar things as well. Um, but this movie I think does it a little bit more and, and maybe even to greater effect, um, where it's like cutting between several different scenes and, um, as they all climax together and, uh, it it was, uh, really impressive and it, it really did a great job of, of keeping the intensity of those scenes on equal footing, um, as it did it and, and without losing the audience at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I agree completely. I, um, I want to get into the details on that a little bit in the spoiler mm-hmm. section, but, yeah. uh, because I, I was affected by the tension in those scenes that that's kind of what I was talking. Like that's towards the climax of the movie, maybe not the very end climax, but yeah, like that's towards the end. We're doing the return mm-hmm. of the Jedi thing where there's like three things yeah. happening all at the same time and cutting back and forth. But yeah, it's like, except for it's like shot by shot, like, It'll it'll like go from one scene to the next for like here's a you know a shot of of this thing and then it'll it'll almost like finish that action mm-hmm. in the in a different scene with different characters and then it'll jump to another character as they're you know just the the way that they Walk they're able to do that yeah yeah there was there was something that happened too where like uh, they like three people were doing something and you didn't know who the bad thing was going to happen to. You Mm -hmm. you knew something bad was going to happen. Yeah. And then it ended up not happening to all three, but then, you know, just the time, they timed it really well. Mm -hmm. Um, For sure. Yeah. Back to what you were saying before. I mean, I agree. This is definitely a horror movie. Um, we, we were the person I went with, one of the people I went with, she hates horror movies, Mm -hmm. but she thought this one would be okay because the subject was like a little more unbelievable Mm -hmm. and probably not going to be as scary. You know, she doesn't like gore. She doesn't like, uh, you know, the, the big scares that keep you up at night or wake you up in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I do think that opening scene was like, okay, Okay, so if aliens invaded, we'd be screwed, you know, uh-huh. real quick. But, you know, um, besides that, you know, you're probably not going to be up all night uh, worrying about that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, same as you would with, like, ghosts or something, yeah. you know, or Yeah, like Insidious or, or Yeah, Conjuring. they did use a few jump scares, which yeah. I found but kind of annoying loves in this jump movie. jump scares, right? Doesn't everyone yeah. love jump scares? Yeah, it's like a bunch of pigeons fly around, and you're like, uh. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Um, I guess there would be pigeons, though, in the world, and mm-hmm. um, they would be shocking if, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to be quiet and they yeah. jump around. But, um, yeah, dude, uh, do you want to get into the spoiler section? Yeah, let's this jump movie? into Get into it. the details a little bit? Mm-hmm. Okay, so after this point, after this point uh, we're talking about spoilers, so uh, if you haven't seen it uh, and don't want to be spoiled, then turn this review off. But uh, you can come back later. You know, we'd love to have you. 
So, um, spoilers from this point on. Spoilers. All right. So, Sean, real quick, going back to those three kids, that the three things that were happening, mm-hmm. one of them was Emily Blunt going into town to get mm-hmm. medicine for the kid who got his foot caught in the bear trap. Yep. The other one was um, Melissa Simmons, her character, um, going with Cillian Murphy to try to find a boat to mm-hmm. get to the island where the radio signal was being uh, caught out. Also, by the way, how great is that actress, Melissa yeah, Simmons? For you sure. know, she's great. She's really deaf in real yeah. life, and uh, you know, she just really I uh, thought represented that community with like authenticity. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then the third thing was the kid with the bear trap, who got his foot caught in the bear trap. He um decided to, while the other parties were out on important missions. He decided to uh, climb um, out of the safe place, leave the baby behind, you mm-hmm. know, using oxygen that the baby did not need. I mean, needed, but, you know, was kind of wasting it because he didn't need to use it in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, he climbed out, put himself in harm's way, like put himself like you know, climbed up out of the hole and he went out to this platform with binoculars mm-hmm. and uh, he ended up getting scared and knocking over a bunch of stuff and. You know, he had to, like, retreat real quick because, obviously, aliens were coming because he made a shit ton of noise. What was going on with that? Can you can you explain what why the he kid was doing was that? Doing? Or was that just a dumb horror movie thing? Cause... That, I feel like, I mean, regardless of what was actually going on, it was, I feel like it was definitely a dumb horror movie thing because, I mean, I'm, everyone is watching that scene like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? He, he had no reason to be up there. You don't even know what he was going up there to look at. You know, he had like binoculars and maybe he was going to see if his mom was coming back or something. I don't, who who knows what he was going up there to look at. But um, I mean, it's one of those things yeah. where like in horror movies, often you like, you know, uh, you want the characters to do smart things, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, they often do dumb things. Mm-hmm. And also, though, it's like you never know what you would do in that situation. As but, like man, a 12 year old kid. You know, maybe. right. But this kid, like, you know, has he's bleeding out. He has like a broken uh-huh. leg and he's climbing up out of this hole, leaving the baby behind. It's just like, dude, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Th- that was the big thing that I just that was the only that was thing definitely the weakest part like, of the movie for me, for sure. I think the one thing that it that it was doing is maybe, you know, because his his character arc in the movie was. At first, he's really scared, and he he uh, is kind of re- still relying on his on his mom, and he he doesn't want his sister to go to leave him, and and um, that I think maybe is uh, a part that or, or where he first starts to venture out, and you know, instead of just being staying back and and staying in the the safe underground area he's kind of going up and exploring that's the only thing like i can think of that that why they would include that or why that would yeah, be see, a thing that they I put thought in maybe movie. i thought maybe Cillian murphy had some sort of dark past or something because they they too. you know they ended up bumping into silly murphy and he like was you know friends with john krasinski like back in the before times mm. and uh he, you know, didn't really want to help them, but he was, you know, he kind of was reluctantly thrown into the situation to help you know, this family. And, uh, you know, he clearly was upset about his family that died and stuff. And he was like pretty much a broken person. And, 
you know, when the kid climbed up there, it was kind of like, what's up here, you know, and climbed into this room and there are all these like hanging suits. Yeah. And uh, like not suit jackets and stuff, but like clothes were like hanging there. They like looked like people. And I think maybe that was I don't really know what that was about either, but I think that was just it was a factory uh, that they were staying in. And I think those were just. I guess those were those are the what do you call them like the mechanics um onesie i don't why can't i think of what they're called like um, a jumpsuit jumpsuits that that uh, i don't know why they were hanging up there yeah i kind of thought that maybe that it was like a diversion or something like he yeah. set it up or like a trap maybe you know he had all sorts of traps around mm-hmm. you know the, clearly the kid stepped in bear trap but you know, there were there were traps around. And then the kid ended up getting scared because there was like a corpse, and it might have been his wife or his kid I or something. That was and, his wife. Yeah. Yeah, and it, you just saw it for a brief second before the kid like got upset. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like it. It felt like there might have been more there. You know, maybe they'll come back around to that in the third movie or something, where he maybe Celine Murphy does have a dark past. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but it would have been cool. It would have been better if they had like hinted at something that sparked the kid's curiosity yeah or giving him more of a reason to climb out of the hole you mm-hmm. know what i mean like if he was like investigating into silly murphy's like can we trust this guy or something you know yeah i would have been more into that yeah i think um i do i really think his character or his his arc needed something more um i think so like the whole point of the movie and actually uh, i'll talk about something i really loved about the movie is so i think the first movie is is all about the parents protecting the kids and and like the bravery of parenthood you know these are kind of the the themes that the movie is exploring is just like the the sacrifice of the father and the the strength of the mother and and um you know the family working together to save the 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 family and to protect the kids, the, the children. Um, and I think, you know, that was, it was really effective uh, in the first movie. And then this movie I think is, is more about, okay, we've saved the kids. We've taught them what they need to know. And now it's about the kids stepping up and becoming um, self-reliant and becoming uh, capable and brave and, and, um, and, and, you know, active uh yeah like they want to make a difference for the future yeah for you sure know, the, and the, the the main girl you know the deaf girl is is like you know she's yeah. the one that encourages silly murphy by saying like you said that you couldn't do more but here's mm-hmm. your chance to do more yeah you know for it's sure. like and that that you know on a metaphorical level that's like next generation of kid of the current state yeah. of the world you know yeah hopefully the next generation does does more you mm-hmm. know or climate change or you know whatever yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I think that was the whole arc of the the movie um, is those kids learning to stand up and be be active and um, and you know whatever. Uh, so back to what you were saying, I think that is what his arc, what they're going for with with the son's arc, um, and that's why he he was going through that process of getting out of the hole and exploring. Um, I do. I don't think that was particularly strong. I really liked all of um, the the daughter's uh, the, the daughter's whole story, the whole arc with uh, uh, Millicent um, Millicent Simmons. Uh, 
her whole story arc was great. Uh, I did think that the son needed a little bit more, um, something along the lines of maybe him. I don't know. Like, I don't know him discovering something like what you were saying, or maybe him something of where he's, he's, uh, he has to, he's being faced with the, you know, losing his, his baby brother or, you know, having to stand up and, and go save his baby brother. Maybe if he was leaving to go find something that, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I totally. Think, like I they like just, it, it felt like there was a lack of motivation there, like a lack of reasoning for mm -hmm. him to do something. Like, yeah. I don't know. I didn't really get too much out of a character arc for, for him. So yeah. um, um, I, I saw the, I think, I feel like I, I saw the climax of his character arc or, or him completing his arc. I just didn't see the, you know, I saw the beginning where he's kind of scared and, and, you know, weak, especially after his broken leg. And, um, and then like when his mom tells him, like when, when his mom is leaving and he says, don't leave, I, you need, you have to stay. And she says, you know, you have, you, you have everything you need, you know, it's you're, you're t you have to be whatever she I forget what she says exactly yeah. so there you was that and then it. you didn't see you didn't really get anything from him until the end where he he kind of steps up in that that really powerful moment um, of the movie for me um, I don't know how you felt about it but like the that that climax was so good I fucking loved that so much um when the uh, when the alien was crawling through the hole, yeah, and uh, then he heard the static come on, yeah, he was listening to the song, yeah, and he knew that his sister succeeded, yeah, and then he unplugged it. But also, like alien... what we were talking about earlier, by cutting between all the scenes, because because you have at the same time the sister is off in the in the radio studio or whatever, and she is trying, you know, she's. Uh, trying to sneak in and get the um you know turn on the radio and put her thing to the to the microphone or whatever and right. um as the alien is attacking them and almost killing you know almost killing them yeah. and though again they were like cutting back and forth between those two scenes and it's almost like when she's doing something it, it'll cut back to to him as or her or the mother as they almost complete the same action that she started. And um, I don't know, it was just a, it was a brilliant piece of editing and it was really effective at bringing those two storylines together um, and completing the, the character arcs for all the characters. Um, and I fucking loved it. The, you know, the kid, the son climbing out of the, the, uh, furnace and you know holding up the the radio and grabbing the gun as the the sister is is walking towards the alien and she grabs the whatever a big chunk of metal um and yeah they both at the same time yeah it was so fucking cool it got me going um i loved it yeah it was great, um, so great yeah. climax, and and then it just ends, you know, just uh, like the first movie just ends at that point too. Really curious and to know what you th think about that ending. I I'm fine with it. I liked it. I I I, I just it. yeah. I mean, for me, like I'd heard rumblings that there was going to be a third one, you uh -huh. know, probably, and this was like great. 
there's gonna be a third one yeah i'm in you know just just i'm in period you know mm-hmm. just and i i think that they could go in a lot of directions to wrap it up i think like it'll probably be more global or something you know yeah. like they'll probably be more about figuring out where these guys came from and what their purpose is or mm-hmm. or something yeah but um it's like i liked how this one was about like stop like helping others and then you know they just achieved it and mm-hmm. and there's gonna be another one i don't know i just yeah. i i was i was into it and yeah for sure um I, I, love, the... I love a movie that knows when to fucking end the movie. Like, and just like, so I, I, you know, like I was saying, I think that that climax was, was so powerful at completing their character arcs and bringing everything together. And it was like, they knew that that is what the movie was and that there was nothing after that like you don't need falling action you don't need to see like a return to the normal world or you don't need to see them like coming together and hugging that's all like outside of this story that they were telling just end it end it right, right. there and that's, it's that's so the first five minutes of the next movie yeah you know exactly. and just, it's just the first five minutes like it's yeah. the table setting of the next uh-huh. movie unless that is a huge plot point in the next movie which could be fine i mean uh-huh. i don't know what they're gonna do with it at yeah. all but it's uh it is interesting though mm-hmm. and uh i'm all in i'm all in yeah, it's totally. gonna be great yeah um one thing that um i did want to bring up though in terms of like global and stuff just just the 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 plot summary of this movie like just going back to it really quick you know, we said that they realized the creatures the hunt by sound are not the only threats lurking beyond the sand path. And it, that that implies that humans were, like, mm-hmm. the other threat. Yeah. And uh, Silly Murphy, I guess, like, is potentially a threat at first, but not really. He becomes an ally pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people that are trying to help out who are, like, on an island. And that's kind of funny because they roll up on those people. And it's kind of like the Dharma Initiative. Like, yeah. they're all just, like, living in regular houses, uh-huh. having a bonfire, just talking like normal. Yeah. And then, uh, but then the the people that were a threat were, they found the, they found these boats, and they are going to get on boat, and then all of a sudden they get ambushed by, like, these, like, weird, ugly boat people who mm-hmm. are, like, you know, the stereotypical thing of, like, the people who, uh... The people who survived this aren't the people worth saving. You know, yeah. it's like the Walking Dead type thing, mm-hmm. and um, we can't trust anybody. And you know, I, I thought you know, if I were to read that plot summary, I think the whole movie would be like about those types of people. Mm-hmm. But they kind of dispatch those people pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about that? Um, I didn't read the plot synopsis before I saw this movie. Uh, and neither did and I. I, I just... didn't really see it. I think I saw a trailer a while ago. Um, So I wasn't like expecting, I had no expectations for that. Uh, So as far as it impacting how I felt about the movie, I thought the movie was great. I thought those, those weird boat people were fine for what they, for that scene that they were, that they were doing. And um, yeah, it it is definitely weird uh, that that's the plot synopsis. Um, because it's really not a uh, a big part of the movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I guess we don't need to get too far into that. I just, uh, you know, I just was a little surprised that um, I thought, generally speaking, the other people that were in this movie were just trying to survive in, like, kind of a nice way, you know? And uh-huh. it was like they were trying to help out people. And I wonder yeah. if, 
you know, if they're going to go further into like nice people or evil people mm-hmm. in the third movie, I guess. Yeah. But, um, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, but, um, I, uh, I don't know. I don't have too much more to say. I think we could probably yeah. wrap this up. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, super fun. Even if you don't like horror movies, if you don't like being scared, uh, go watch this movie. It's it's really tense, but it's not particularly scary. Um, yeah, just a really, really fun watch. Um, really intense. And I, I thought it was pretty impactful and, uh, and, and kind of had some, you know, some powerful moments. Me, yeah, for me, it was like the movie that I wanted to see in theaters. Yeah. You know, like this is like the experience that I was like looking for, you know, uh-huh. uh, the movie where like you're all you're all in you know, like mm. you're like you're forced to pay attention and it's like a visceral yeah. experience back at you, you how know? was your it, how was your audience were they because my, my whole audience was was great uh, my audience was not nothing like um if yeah fine yeah not nothing, great but nothing to, nothing to comment on yeah but um i will say that uh you know when you're at home you can't, uh, you know, sometimes you get distracted. I know you probably don't experience this because you're like, uh, you got diehard, uh, got to uh, sit down and focus. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're good at focusing, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, you know, get distracted with their phones and you know the pictures on the walls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is like, this is like the return to theaters for me where, you know, you're like, you're like you're you're just you're you're just brought into it you know Mm. and you're forced to like be in this world and you know what i love about horror movies is experiencing that adrenaline that like fear feeling Mm -hmm. in a safe environment yeah and uh you know you get the you get your your blood pumping and Mm -hmm. that's what this did for me you know this was like this got my blood pumping this made me feel good afterward too though you know you walk out of theater with like a little bit of a high and yeah uh yeah I, i really loved it um what what would your star rating be for this one? Um, I would say like a good solid four. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably d- definitely not not higher, but yeah, solid four. Yeah, yeah same with me. Solid four. Um, you know, a few problems, but you know, mm. not not like nothing but to drag. I it I even that. felt like aside from that one one problem we talked about earlier. Uh, yeah, even the other problems, it it. It was more like, oh, the movie would have been better if if they had fixed that. Not even right. like, oh, this is taking away from the movie. Right, because even when I was sitting there being like, this fucking kid, like, what are you uh-huh. doing? I was still on the edge of my seat. Uh-huh. You know, like, I was still like, yeah, you're going to risk everything. You know, I uh-huh. was still, like, wanting him to survive. Yeah. And, you know, like, I was still, like... Like if the whole purpose of that was to raise the tension, it worked, you uh-huh. know? So yeah. I was worked. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I gave it a solid four. Yeah. Um, so next week we're going to do another horror movie actually. Uh, so conjuring the devil made me do it, which is the third conjuring movie. But I don't, I don't know if these, these movies aren't truly like connected. Like, I don't think you really need to see the, the other two. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're all like individual ghost stories based yeah. on true stories. But, yeah. um, you know, I do like when movies, when you don't need to ha- have it be uh, all related uh-huh. um, to have like funny titles afterwards. So I, yeah. I, I like Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. And um, different from A Quiet Place Part 2 where you need to see the first one. Yeah. 
But yeah, Derek's going to be the main host on that one. I'll, I'll be there with him. So nice. I'll be back next week with Derek. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, I just want to remind everyone, you know, say the cheesy words, but, you know, be nice to yourself and take care of others and enjoy yourself. All right. See you later. Bye-bye.